from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. National news for week commencing January 28, 2018. In our 23rd year of non-stop news... In this week's news bulletin, we have WIA director comment from Justin VK7TW, broadcast team update, WIA merit awards now open, suspect spy numbers stations remain, ARRL directors agree to review their code of conduct, special events station, IOTA de-expedition, space news, whispering in Antarctica, Alara AGM, and international MCOM news with a VK flavour. These stories and more in this edition of News from the Wireless Institute of Australia 2018 and for week of January 28. Hello, I'm Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP, and I've been thinking about a great opportunity for you. Last week, the President of the Wireless Institute of Australia, Justin Giles Clark, VK7TW, made a call for people to join the WIA news team to support this weekly broadcast. Now, I know this was a plea for volunteers, but I also know this can be a great opportunity for people looking for a career in the media. There are people whom we all recognise who started their professional training as volunteers within community broadcasting, both radio and TV. Maybe you would be happier if we called them interns rather than volunteers. When we look at the selection criteria and the procedures adopted by the WIA, you can see that selection to fill roles in the news department are those which you will find in a commercial job selection process. The benefits to the appointees are experience in basic newsroom practices. That is not to say you will be chasing law enforcement, but you will be sourcing news which is compiled and presented for a niche audience. You already have an interest in radio and electronics and its appeal to the recreational sector. You get to practice and develop skills in collecting and selecting items which are then put into written copy for the on-air presenters to record. Those are work-ready skills which employers in the broadcast and internet sectors find important. So if you are interested in progressing your career and getting better involved in your hobby then the WIA has a great opportunity for you. Go to the WIA website, News and Events page, or follow the links in the text edition of today's news. For WIA National News, this is Jeff Emery. Hello from Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey, your uh, board comment director this week. Last week we had our second board meeting for January 2018, and we managed to get through a huge agenda of items. My comment today is a summary of just some of the important items and Director David, VK4MZ, will summarise more of what we covered in next week's broadcast as well. The Board has been working on and approved a template volunteer agreement and workplace health and safety induction document for our volunteers. These are important documents that specify what the WIA expects of its volunteers and what the volunteers can expect of the WIA and takes volunteer workplace health and safety seriously. The Board has created, workshopped and approved a package of documents that defines the broadcast team with terms of reference, role descriptions and an update to the contentious material policy to include 
broadcasts, publications and a range of other mediums. In between board meetings, the board held a workshop with the Spectrum Strategy Committee to finalise the ACMA's five-year Spectrum Outlook and worked on the Licence Conditions Determination Submission for the ACMA. These submissions take the fantastic input from the amateur community through the four surveys run last year. You can read more about these submissions in the board comment in AR Magazine for January-February 2018. And in relation to the AR Magazine board comment about licence power levels, there has been an update in the submissions following discussion and further research of what other countries' power levels are. The WIA will actually be recommending to the ACMA that foundation licensees have 50 watts, standard licensees have 200 watts, and advanced licensees have 1500 watts. The LCD submissions will be going out for last comments to members and the amateur community very soon before it goes off to the ACMA. I finish with two notable events. The first was highlighted in the membership report that the board gets every month. It was brought to our attention that John Hodgkinson, VK2 Bravo Hotel Oscar, had renewed and was in his 60th year of membership of the WIA. Congratulations, John. I'm not sure you'll get a letter from the Queen, but the board really appreciates 60 years of membership of the Wireless Institute. The second is a huge thank you to Jim Linton, VK3PC, who has been the WIA Company Secretary for the last two years. Jim has decided to step down as Company Secretary from the AGM in May due to ill health. I thank him for his dedication and the huge amounts of work he spends on this role for the board and members. We wish him a rapid recovery and all the best for the future. And a quick reminder that the WIA is looking for a VK8 QSL manager. And for further details, take a look at the link on the internet editions of this broadcast. And this has been Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey, on behalf of the WIA board. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Hunter Valley, it's relayed on 146.775 MHz and 3.565 MHz at 9.30am and 7.30pm Sundays. On behalf of Westlake's Amateur Radio Club Incorporated, I'm Greg, VK2CW. This broadcast is coming to you from the WIA National News Broadcast Team and this is a group of dedicated WIA members who have an interest in communicating the latest news and views from the world of amateur radio. Are you interested in spreading the world about this great hobby? Do you enjoy reading, paraphrasing and summarising? Do you already read amateur radio material from a range of sources and think to yourself, this would be interesting to a wider national audience? Think about summarising it and sending it through. We're specifically looking for editors who receive this source material, edits, sometimes records, and generates material for the presenters to record. Editors work with the anchor and other presenters to bring everything together. If interested, then please send an email through to nationalnews at wia.org.au. That's nationalnews at wia.org.au. We want to get more members involved with the production of the broadcast to share the load and contribute to the broadcast team. 
Take a look at the links on the email edition of this broadcast for more information. This is Brett, VK7FTAS, for the WIA National News. Now, across to Felix, VK4FUQ. Hemorrhoidal Operational News. It's a contact sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. WIA Merit Awards now open. The Wireless Institute of Australia makes awards to radio amateurs to recognise their worthy contribution to amateur radio. The awards are at the discretion of the WIA Board and announced at the annual general meeting in May. The criteria plus a nomination form are on the WIA Awards page on the WIA website. When completing a nomination form, you are not required to suggest which award should be made. Each nomination is assessed to see if it deserves an award and then the type of award. To help, please use as much information as you can. Try to keep it in chronological order. Include any information about other awards the nominee may have received. Nominations close on March 31, announced and where possible, presented at the WA's AGM on Gold Coast on May 19. A look inside the WIA Journal Amateur Radio Magazine. On the cover is the Central Gulf Hills Amateur Radio Group operating in the Mills on the Air event. It was the first VK entrant in the annual activity last May. This is the ideal activity for any club or individual and more are welcome. In other articles, Jim VK3PC takes a rear view look at Amateur Radio Magazine which begin in October 1933. Sydney Harbour Ferry Contest by Laurie VK2GZ and its presentations to winners by the Waverley Amateur Radio Society. The QSL National Inwards Bureau Manager John VK3JLS asks whether we should close the QSL bureaus. In technical articles, there is a two-metre homebrew duplexer by Bird VK3TU and a new digital mode for LF slash MF from Murray ZL1BPU and an antenna elevator with Dale VK4NBX. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor, and you're listening to VK1WIA. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Social media has become a large part of some people's lives and that includes members of our hobby. Facebook is a good resource for amateurs and there are many groups catering to different aspects of our hobby. However, there is a dark side to social media that is more prevalent in a primarily technical hobby. A recent event which started as a simple request erupted as group members fed on a frenzy of negative sentiment. This was unhelpful, hurtful and left the discussion in a bad place. It was an example of the negative side of human nature. My point of view here is that the amateur asked a simple question. Most tried to assist but a small hardcore of keyboard warriors decided to go on the attack to defend a small but significant portion of the hobby that's homebrew, without regard to an understanding that some participants in amateur radio are unable to do much in the way of such practical tasks for a variety of reasons, not the least of which might be a disability. I was very upset by this turn of events that was so clearly in breach of the various codes of ethics related to our hobby A key message from this exercise is empathy with the person asking the question and putting your brain into gear before the keyboard. It's a new year and time for resolutions. Let's all endeavour to engage brain before opening mouth or pressing return on that keyboard. 
Let's walk a mile in someone else's shoes before judging them. Let's develop some empathy and respect for our fellows. Let's be positive and helpful and not negative and destructive in all our activities in 2018 and beyond. This is Andrew, Victor Kilo 6, Alpha Sierra. International News, with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate AR Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, WIA Local News Service, VK7, VK3PC and the WW Sources of the WIA. Now, suspect spy number stations remain. Mysterious radio broadcasts continue to transmit coded messages for spies across the HF spectrum. Often a mechanical-sounding voice, male or female, methodically announces groups of single-digit numbers for minutes on end. According to Radio World magazine, the spy agency's numbers station transmit coded instructions worldwide. In an article it says one of the best-known number stations was the Lincolnshire Poacher. However, radio amateurs using direction-finding equipment found the station suspected to be linked with Cyprus. ARRL directors agree to review the Code of Conduct. The ARRL Board of Directors took action on a number of items at its annual meeting, January 19-20, to in Windsor, Connecticut, including adopting a motion to review the entire Code of Conduct for board members, known officially as the ARRL Policy on Board Governance and Conduct of Members of the Board of Directors and Vice Directors. ARRL officers, directors and vice-directors will review the Code of Conduct and complete a final draft version 60 days ahead of the Board's July 2018 meeting. In the same motion, the Board deleted a confidentiality requirement that precludes Board members from disclosing anything about the body's deliberations or from discussing or disclosing the votes of the Board or individual members, including their own, unless the Board had previously made the votes public. This comes in after the ARRL Board of Directors being the subject of an organised misinformation campaign that was reported last week. Full details can be found on the ARRL website and can be sourced in the, next, in the text edition of this broadcast. Now, as a special event, the anniversary of Captain Cook's first voyage. It's been likened to the 18th century equivalent of NASA's Apollo missions. However, Cook's voyage was going into the unknown, with no possible hope of help if disaster struck. Event organiser Nigel Ferguson, GOBPK, reminds us Cook had risen through the Navy ranks from a humble background. He learnt surveying techniques, made an accurate survey of the St Lawrence River and reported astronomical observations, which brought him to the Admiralty's attention. The Royal Society approached the Admiralty for a ship to sail to Tahiti to view the transit of Venus in 1769. The Admiralty insisted that Captain James Cook be chosen, but also had secret orders for him to voyage further. With other specialists in the field, it was the start of the first scientific voyage. To mark the occasion, listen for GB20CC being put on air from August. All details will be on QRZ.com. I'm Brett, VK7FTAS, for the WIA National News. Why does the Wyong Field Day take place each year? After 60 years of running the largest gathering of amateurs in the Southern Hemisphere, the Central Coast ARC could have got tired of all the work, but the Wyong Field Day is part of Australia Amateur Radio's annual programme. It's a chance for amateurs to meet up face-to-face one time in the year. 
The field day provides the opportunity to learn about what's new in the hobby and also its history. One of the roles of the field day has always been to publicise groups, whether government radio, private radio, commercial radio, TV and electronics or amateur radio related. This year we'll have a board available where you can put up a picture of your group with its description and contact information. Of course, the field day brings in money to the club. Without that money, the club would not be able to provide their repeaters free to all amateurs whether living on the central coast, holidaying there or passing through on the way north. The repeaters also carry the weekly New South Wales and National WIA news and form a link between amateurs on the coast. So let's hope for many more years of the Wyong Field Day. To that end, please support the Field Day and the club by attending on Sunday 25th of February. All details can be found on the web at fieldday.org.au. For the Central Coast ARC, this has been Ed, DD5LP. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK6, it can be heard on the linked repeater network originating from VK6 RAP at 9am Sunday morning. I'm Chris, Victor Kilo 6, Fox Charlie Bravo Golf. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Satellite Mission Control Centre for Adelaide. Adelaide-based nano-satellite company Fleet Space Technologies has secured a Future Jobs Fund grant to construct a new Mission Control Centre in the South Australian capital. The Mission Control South Australia project will create 17 ongoing jobs in IT and advanced manufacturing, more than doubling Fleet Space's current staff numbers. The Future Jobs Fund grant will be matched by an investment in the facility from Fleet Space Technologies with new positions created to include mission operators, network operations specialists and technical support staff. Fleet Space Technologies is currently engaged in multiple projects across the globe. The first of Fleet's planned constellation of 100 nano-satellites is set to be launched this year. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. PICSAT requests ham radio assistance to capture and upload telemetry. The CubeSat PICSAT was launched on the same flight from India that delivered AO-92 into orbit. PICSAT is a nano-satellite aimed at observing the transit of the young exoplanet Beta Pictoris B in front of its bright and equally young star, Beta Pictoris, and at demonstrating the innovative technological concept of using optical fibres for astronomical observations from space. The CubeSat contains an embedded FM transponder which will be available when possible during the mission. Last week, the PICSAT team requested amateur radio assistance to capture and upload telemetry packets from the satellite. Beacons received from all over the world are especially useful to monitor the status of the satellite along its orbit. PICSAT shares a similar orbit with AO92 since they were both deployed at approximately the same time. For more information, take a look at the link on the text edition of this broadcast. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Weak Signal Communication. DP0GB and WSPR beacon in Antarctica is operational. On January 15 in the afternoon hours, the multiband route retire base receiver of the new permanent WSPR beacon, DP0GB in Antarctica, was put into operation. It is active from the German research station Neumeyer 3 of the Alfred Wegener Institute for Polar and Marine Research. The installation is part of a scientific project of the Technical University of Munich in cooperation with the University of Bremen 
in the German Amateur Radio Club, DIRC. The beacon is still on the test and will be shut down occasionally for more configuration and optimization of antennae and software before it can be mounted to the final installation site in a few weeks. Currently there are three radio specialists at the research station, all being ham operators and DARC members. Felix DL5XL, Matthias DH5CW and Daniel DL1SU. The red retires simultaneously minus up to 8 ham bands from 160 metres to 6 metres and feeds several hundred receiver ports per hour into the WSPR net. There is an accompanying 5 watt multiband transmitter that has also been commissioned. DP0GVN has received several thousand beacon spots already. This is due to an extremely quiet location, far from any human civilization and man-made noise sources. The DARC is closely involved in the project. As the worldwide community of radio amateurs allows a swarm project in order to generate the database for systematic scientific evaluation of the propagation paths in polar regions. The devices for the scientific project were built by a group of volunteer German radio amateurs. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Rescue Radio HF Radio deployed by Barrett in Mudslide Rescue Mission. The VK6 communication company Barrett Communications was informed of the use of their high-frequency radios during an emergency response to a mudslide at the town of Villa Santa Lucia in coastal Patagonia. Chile's National Emergency Office, ONEMI, deployed two vehicles equipped with Barrett high-frequency radio communications as part of the rescue team. The mudslide has left one-third of the town destroyed and under mud, and the search continues for missing people. We know as these vehicles go into the disaster zone to provide medical support for those in Villa Central Chia, they will have reliable communications via HF radio back to other unaffected towns. Said Jose San Martin from Skytel Barrett Agents in Chile. We have also provided two additional Barrett HF mobile stations for the medical service to further support communications as part of the relief effort in the disaster area, said San Martin. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. Special interest groups. Summits on the air. Highest peak in VK7 conquered. As heard on a recent WIA National News, WIA Director Marcus Berglund, VK3TST slash VK5WTF, walked the famous Overland track just before Christmas for the second time. He activated Mount Ossa, VK7 slash CH001, for the first time, making nine 40-metre contacts and giving himself a dose of hypothermia as well. The activation was on Wednesday 20th of December 2017, somewhere between 1,000 and 1,400 hours local, and Marcus used an Elecraft KX2. Fantastic effort, Marcus. Special interest groups, VHF and above, the plumber's delight. It's been found that hot sunny days could slow 5G. Tests at 60 gigahertz show 5G could see losses of more than 15% on sunny days, but a university engineer says research will guide solutions. At Saudi Arabia's Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University, they've been undertaking comprehensive analysis of solar radio emissions on land-based wireless communication systems on the 60 gigahertz bands. 
The conclusion? Future 5G cellular systems using 60 gigahertz bands might work better at night, as solar radio emissions seem to degrade such transmissions. This suggests there could be more dropped calls and lost data transmission, and the data rate could be lower during the day compared to nighttime, said Associate Professor Ahmed Suleiman. He added, however, that effective communication links at 60 gigs are possible at distances up to 134 metres indoors and up to 110 metres outdoors, even in hilly, dense urban areas, particularly if antennas are aimed towards each other. Once we understand the exact nature of solar radio interference on 5G networks, we can plan for it by optimising links for daytime and nighttime operations, Suleiman said. He noted that satellite television works well during the day and at night because planners offset any transmission degradation so seamlessly that consumers never know the difference. For more information, take a look at the links in the text edition of this broadcast. Now, worldwide special interest groups. Islands on the Air, IOTA. Craig, VK5CE, lets us know of his IOTA de-expedition to three islands in VK6. Woody Island, OC170, Lewis Island, OC199, and Direction Island, OC140. The de-expedition is taking place in June 2018. Craig gave a very entertaining dinner presentation at the WIA AGM in Handorf in May 2017. I'm Brett, VK7FTAS. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Females in Radio. ALARA, Australian Ladies Amateur Radio Association. A reminder that in the January ALARA newsletter, there was notification of the annual general meeting and elections, with nomination and proxy forms included in the newsletter highlights. There is the recent festive and family events of the members and reminds readers of the ALARA DX membership sponsor program. This was mentioned on last week's news and is worth another plug. The sponsorship exchange arrangement is where you and your new or old DX friend each pay for the other's membership in your respective national YL organisation. This strengthens and shares news, views and friendships with foreign radio associations. That's all for this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. I'm Col. VK3LED. Contests in the first half of 2018. The John Moyle Memorial Field Day will be held over the weekend of the 17th to the 18th of March 2018 and will run from UTC 0100 on the Saturday until uh, 0059 on the Sunday. Harry Angel Memorial Sprint, Saturday, May 5, from 10 UTC till 1146 UTC. The VHF UHF WIA Field Day Contest date for winter, 23rd and 24th of June 2018. The VK Shires Contest is always held on the June long weekend, which is the weekend prior to the second Monday of June each year. So make certain a note, or make a note, uh, in June 9th of 10th, starting 0600 UTC, Saturday the 9th, and ends at 0600 UTC, Sunday the 10th. This is Brett, VK7FTAS, for the WIA National News. Social Scene, 2018, February the 3rd, VK3, 3pm, Melbourne, QRP, by the Bay, Chelsea. That's from VK3YE. February 18th, VK3, 9am, Wandark, Hamfest, Italian Sports Club, Werribee. February 25th, VK2, Wyong Field Day. 
And March 25th, the VK3 EMDRC Hamfest, Great Ryrie Primary School, Heathmont. And the final final, weird and wonderful. It's like Frankenstein's lab. Massive 78-year-old transmitter up for sale. This piece of radio history could be yours for just $5,000. A 1940 RCA 50 kilowatt shortwave transmitter located at the decommissioned Radio Canada International site in Sackville is up for sale. The transmitter is a small room about five metres long by two and a half metres wide and it's filled with levers, buttons, glass tubes and wires. The property was bought in February 2017 by one of the Canadian Indian First Nations. Jesse John Simon, the group's executive director, said workers are still taking electronic components apart and removing old equipment that won't be needed now that the property is no longer a broadcast site. The transmitter was decommissioned back in the 1970s. It took three men to operate this radio, he said, and we're trying to find a home for it. For more info and pictures, take a look at the links on the email edition of this broadcast and thanks to Southgate Amateur Radio News for that story. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.